We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Hope you guys had a great weekend. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Sean Davis in the building, brought to you by Adora Whiskey. AdoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AdoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. I don't know what's going on with my voice, bro. Crazy weekend. Celebrating my shout out to my baby brother, man. 45 years young. J Rock, love you, man. Left is going to be here shortly. He is hosting Mama Zaire this weekend out in Cali. So you know how that goes when mom comes in town. Everything goes out the window. Left has some things to say about Trent Dilfer. (laughs) Oh, Trent Dilfer. Captain Caveman himself. Hmm. Left is going to get on that when he jumps in. And I guess we can sit and talk to you guys, man. It is... What are we about... Roughly, roughly a month out from the start of fall camp, if I'm not mistaken, roughly a month. So we can chop it up about, I know you guys want to know about Justice Scott, Carter Nelson, Um, some of the other recruits. <clears throat> we'll get to that. I'm gonna dab and dab in that a little bit. You know, <laughs> I've seen the reports. I've seen the crystal balls changing. You know, hey, man, all I do is report. 
That's all I do. All I do is report. That's it. Carter Nelson. Before we get to that, YouTube, smash it, right? Thumbs up. Subscribe. Let everybody know. Lucky Nuffy Podcast. Apple Podcast, Spotify, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, CMB Nation, audio edibles each and every day, home of the misguided passion. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kudos to my Big Ten people. Who pretty much told me that what Nebraska did this weekend for their program, which was a huge recruiting weekend for them, was everything that Matt Rule needed to do. It's very similar, actually, to what Brett Bielema did the last two weeks down in Champaign. I think Brett Bielema, if I'm not mistaken, locked up four of the top 10 players in the state of Illinois over the last two weeks. That's huge. That's huge. Nebraska did what they had to do to get Carter Nelson. Let's keep it a buck. Coming off of, and we said this, I think 
Ryan Roberts. Carter Nelson was a luxury for Notre Dame in 2024. Great player, big time talent, but nevertheless a luxury in the 24 class. Then you add to that luxury, Nate Roberts committing in the 25 class. Now, it's kind of like, for me, with Nate Roberts and Carter Nelson both being from the same area, I would say that Carter Nelson was very well aware of Nate Roberts' decision. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. But once Nate Roberts committed to Notre Dame and Nate Roberts, Malik likes Nate Roberts better than he likes Carter Nelson. You know, I'm a little biased <laughs> to Hoopers. I like the young man. But if we're going to keep it real in the 24 class, Carter Nelson was a luxury. And you tip your cap to Matt Rule. Tip your cap to Matt Rule. The young man, in my opinion, very comfortable in Nebraska. I think he had a great relationship with Jared Parker. I think he respected the legacy of tight ends at Georgia. But at the end of the day, yo, some kids just want to play close to home. Where have you heard that before? Stay tuned. Some kids just want to play close to home. They want to feel comfortable. They want to be made a priority. And Nebraska and Matt Rule definitely made Carter Nelson feel like he was a priority. And like he said, they did a fabulous job. The biggest recruiting weekend of the month for them, bringing all of their top recruits together and making them feel like you guys are the start and the core of the renaissance of Nebraska football. And growing up, following Nebraska football, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be part of that, right? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Brian Driscoll has stated, yeah, just move on. It's over. And, you know, it is what it is. Now, <laughs> Kingston, because the thing was, Georgia and Notre Dame were the leaders for Carter Nelson going into that visit. Kingston, in my opinion, is a young man that's looking to really launch his own identity. Bowes well for Notre Dame. Ryan Roberts has done a great job covering his recruitment. Anytime you have a young man who is willing to lead the West Coast, 
that bodes well for Notre Dame. It just does. It just bodes well for Notre Dame. Notre Dame at this point, I don't know if their class necessarily is as good as the 23 class right now, in my opinion. But if they finish it the way I think they can, they might have more top-end talent than a 23 class. I think that's very debatable. I think that's very debatable. And with Kingston, he goes to Ohio State. Ultimately, I think it's Ohio State Notre Dame. I really do. And because of that, I really think Notre Dame has the edge because I really think, let me tell you something, man. I've said this before and I'll continue to say it. Unfortunately, uh, recruiting comes down to a lot of different things, especially in this NIL landscape. (laughs) But if recruiting came down to who these young men wanted to play for as a head coach, Marcus Freeman would be grabbing a lot of these top echelon players. A lot of them. But we already know there are a lot of factors that go into recruiting. What stood out for me when Kingston went on his official visit to Notre Dame is the entire staff and the litany of names, the list of names he talked about after his visit. I pointed this out to you guys in watching his spring practice. And even though he's not a coach, he's a GA. I'll concede, man, Max Bullock, in my opinion, for players currently on the roster and players in the 24 and 25 classes, he's going to pay big dividends. I spoke about the way he coached how intentional he is when he coaches, how relentless he is when he coaches. We know the type of linebacker he was from Michigan State. Leader, captain. He comes from the Alabama situation, and already he's making an impact with young men in recruiting. That bodes well for Notre Dame. Right? Because we talked about it last week. If you have ten a 10-person 10 staff, maybe three of your coaches are natural recruiters. Maybe. Maybe. Three of those guys are natural recruiters. Maybe. Then you get another two or three that will just grind and just work their tails off to be successful. And then everybody else needs a little help. They need help from GAs, uh, the recruiting staff, uh, the director of recruiting. They have to be supplemented to be able to do their job effectively in recruiting. 
This is Max Muller. This is who he's become. In my opinion, he's become the supplement in recruiting for Notre Dame, specifically at the linebacker position. And that bodes well because when Marcus Freeman came in, he changed the narrative at the linebacker position as a defense coordinator, immediately elevated the athleticism. And then once he had, did that, he went to head coach, and they get Osbury and Drake Bowen. This year, linebacker, not as much top-end talent. And not as much floor, but they're betting on ceilings at the linebacker position. They're betting on ceilings. And because of Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen, maybe they feel like they could have taken that chance in the 24 class. Maybe that's that's how they felt. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So Kingston is a must-get. They have to finish this class out with Kingston and Justice Scott. And they have to give themselves an outside shot. I don't care what Caleb Beasley, uh, what Beasley is saying. Beasley is still going to flirt with Notre Dame. He likes, he likes Marcus Freeman that much. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Now, I will say this. Bronte Johnson, Tay-Tay. I mean, it really wasn't a secret. Once the news broke that academically he had done what he wanted, what he needed to do to get a good standard with Notre Dame, I think everybody knew his priority was to become part of the 24 class for the University of Notre Dame. Uh, it just is what it is, right? <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting, right? This young man is the attitude that you need. And I talked to Brian, man, me and B. Driss talked about this. I said, you have Michigan, Ohio State, all these regional schools <clears throat> or schools that have um, good high school football, right? You grow up with a crop of kids that want to play for that school, right? Notre Dame, not so much, right? Notre Dame is always having to sell always having to sell Notre Dame, right? Having to go to Pennsylvania, Ohio, uh, Michigan, uh, um, it's just, it's crazy, right? And I think about it because they have to sell so much. How many people on the roster grow up 
wanting to play for Notre Dame? Uh, that LL question of the day. Like, every year when Notre Dame takes the field, how many of the kids on their roster grew up wanting to play for Notre Dame? Right? Not, not counting legacy. I'm not talking about kids or former players. I'm talking about kids that either just grew up in Indiana or kids that just grew up Notre Dame fans, right? You get that at Michigan. You get that at Michigan State. You get that at, heck, you get that at Illinois. You get that at Georgia. You get that at Florida. You get that at Alabama, right? Tay-Tay is just one of those dudes, man. (laughs) And that can be infectious, right? When you have a young man that wants it as bad, what he did to get himself an academic standing speaks volumes, man. That kid wants to don the gold. He wants the gold helmet, man. He wants the gold helmet. And to have someone like that in the recruiting class, man, it's like, man, that's all I want. I'm willing to do whatever to don that gold helmet. And to do it, you need those type of kids in every class, man. I say at least four to five in every class. You need guys that just all they want to do is play for Notre Dame. They didn't have to be sold. They didn't have to be convinced. From the time they got, from the time they picked up a football, they wanted to play for Notre Dame. You need that, man. And for him to make that commitment, knowing what he went through, um, yeah, it means it means more. And I'm not trying to disrespect the other recruits to say Notre Dame doesn't mean anything to them or as much. But it's obvious by his actions how much Notre Dame meant to him and how much (laughs) the opportunity to play in Notre Dame meant to him. It is what it is. So Bronte Johnson commits on Saturday. Man, let me tell you something, man. As we bring in the one and only Malik Zaire. You know, left, let me tell you something, man. There was no one more happy on Saturday once once Tay-Tay committed to Notre Dame than you, bro. Because you talked about it the way you put it. And you can explain it once again. You're like, dude, we need that on a roster, man. Like, sometimes Notre Dame's roster can be real nice, sweet. The way you put it is like, yes, we need some attitude, man. We we got to get some attitude on this roster. We got to get some people that's willing to fight in that tunnel, that's, that's willing to talk a little trash and do things different. So – just your thoughts, man. 
about you, man, two of your favorite players, you know, yeah. back to back weekends. Yeah. You get you get Nate Andrews and then you get Bronte Johnson, bro. You yeah. you have to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is just the excitement of the fact that you know guys are starting to see the vision. You know, you, we used to have favorite recruits that was only a a pipe dream before. Now we get favorite recruits that are like, yeah, I, I got Notre Dame in top three, and I might choose them and choose them. So you're looking in a in a in a in a space where Marcus Freeman is as excited as I am. He's like, okay, I'm I'm getting some turnover. I'm getting some turnover. It's 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 not it's not Richard Young yet, but mm -hmm. I'm Nate Roberts, and that's and that's a great pickup amongst other schools that wanted him. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking about finishing strong, I mean, man, I think Marcus Freeman has done a great job of just staying locked in with it. You know, with all the fanfare coming off a nine and four season to still get these guys committing as they do. You know, the mm -hmm. season hasn't started yet. Hell, camp ain't even started yet, and mm -hmm. you lock commits so they can feel at ease. Because they probably know, shoot, if we go into this season and Notre Dame looks 20 times better than last season, we might not have a scholarship after that. Mm -hmm. We might, we, we try to get our RSVP for us. It's taken up. And I can really, I can really rock with, uh, with, with that feeling because that means that this is something that you better get on to. And it's back to uh, what Notre Dame used to be like. If Notre Dame offered you, that's 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 worth his weight in gold. That's like if Alabama offer you, they just gotta be in your top three. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's, it's like, come on, man, go on. You're not gonna put Alabama in top three. Who are you? Mm -hmm. And Notre Dame is putting their name in that conversation as well. Notre Dame is in everybody's top five. And if it's not, there's something wrong with you. As we move forward, we know who the big dogs in this class are, bro. We that's look. You got to get Kingston. You got to get Justin Scott. It It is what it is, right? You continue to flirt with Beasley, see if he pops off in the fall. It is what it is. You get this class into the top five. I venture to say collectively, I would probably take the 23 class. Top at playmakers and difference makers, if it plays out the way I think it can, I'll probably end up taking the 24 class, even with some of the other players and recruits that people think, oh, man, that's a three star. I don't know why they went after him, you know, and I haven't even mentioned Gerby Lambert, bro, who, in my opinion, is trending back strongly. Joe Rudolph did a great job on his official visit. That's right. He's trending for Notre Dame. So. As bad, let me. I'll, I'll say it like this: as <laughs> three weeks ago, I was looking at this class like, hmm, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. As we sit here today, a month out for fall camp, I'm looking at this class like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> That's right. Mm. That's right.
That's right. So you have to close, right? That's right. We you have, have to close. You you just have to close. There, there is no excuse at this point, right? This is the second year the staff has been together. And, you know, we know who they lost. You lose Keon, you lose Dante, you lose Peyton. Right? If you want to give them some leeway because it was their first year as a staff, you want to be nice, all right, fine. Stuff like that can't happen again. Can't. You got to close on the big dogs. And they have that opportunity. And honestly, I think they have a better shot than they had with the big dogs that they let go of in the 23 class. If we're going to keep it a buck, if we're truly going to keep it a buck. No, I agree with that. And I do think that uh, it's, it's just what happens when you're having a, a change of guard and a turnover in the program. This is only year two. Mm-hmm. It's Freeman really getting his feet wet. And to be where he is in year two is underrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many year two coaches is bringing in the pivot? How many year two coaches is in the top 10 in recruiting, coming off of the seasons they came off of, you know, the things that he's doing at a school that traditionally hasn't been doing the things that they could have. So to, so to do the things that are not normal in a place that's traditionally uh, treated as a, a special place, Mm-hmm. Marcus Freeman is just is 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 like oh y'all I'm just unlocking doors. I'm not <laughs> sure it's not that special. This is this has been behind door one for years. Mm-hmm. The the only only a few doors have been open as the head coach. I'm unlocking. Mm-hmm. I'm unlocking the the little uh, grocery safe, the, uh, the attic. You know, you would have think you would have think, oh man, there's all type of things going on over at Notre Dame head coaching. Yeah, Mark, uh, Brian Kelly got comfortable only used three doors: the golfing <laughs> one, the plane one, and the limo. Marcus Freeman's like, but what about all these other ones? And and what it does is is it opens up everything. It opens up the resources. It opens up the perspective. It opens up the freshness and and what the value of being at Notre Dame even is. I didn't even know Notre Dame had the ability to, to, to let you get to the White House eating dinners and steaks and stuff. For I didn't even know it was a, the Korean memorial thing that they said. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Freeman's been suited and booted on all occasions. He's probably at the BET Awards. We just didn't get the footage yet. <laughs> he had the BET Awards last night. <laughs> seen on Instagram yet, but he was there. So the connections are far and wide, man. I mean, to even take the amount of people that we take into Ireland. Who want to go to Ireland for real? Sold out. So Sold out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, come on, man. They they, they they doing some things that are different around there at Notre Dame, but you can appreciate it because you're like, man, if I'm a recruit, I'm going to go there. You don't see Kirby Smart at no Garth Brooks concert, no White House with his mama. Maybe they're there because they won championship, but it's different reasons. I was about it's to say, reasons. yeah. So you know, look, everything go right with Marcus Freeman and and, and, and these recruits is going to translate into the season. <clears throat> Last year, our big recruiting Super Bowl. 
was Ohio State game. Or oh, no, it was a Clemson game, right? This year, I think we've already won the Super Bowl going in to the season. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, listen, this is what we can flex on you. We can throw these freshmen at you. We got these D linemen we had in the tank. Yeah, I didn't think we had. We got these young, these young linebacker hunters out there. And we're gonna we're gonna toss a vet at you at, at the QB position. You didn't think we can, you didn't think we can lock down in an offseason. Mm-hmm. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting how we move forward, man. On what what big fishes are we catching? Because we know we can catch the goldfish. We know we can catch the the, the larger fish. Mm. But when we're talking about these Moby Dick five stars, Marcus Freeman is not going in there no more with a fishing pole. He's going in there with that big thing, that, that thing that just you got you two hands with them javelin, them arrow thing, them big, them big guns. Mm-hmm. And I think now we're equipped for the fight. We wasn't equipped for the fight before. We had the boat to be on the water. Mm. Yeah, we was in the lake with you. We can afford the boat to get on the lake with you now. We in a boat with oars. We in a boat. We in a boat rowing. Yeah, we just rowing. Yeah, we we having a good old time. Y'all over there seriously got your speed boats and your fly catches and all that. We just rowing the boat. But then Marcus Freeman pulled out that big old harpoon. It's like, all right, now we cooking. Now we cooking. So y'all can do all that speedboat and 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 try to have a fanciest car. I got this. I got the rowboat and the harpoon, and we reeling in the same fish. Lucky <laughs> <laughs> left the podcast, boy. Only left. Only left. As we get ready to close and we get to uh, left, I'm going to give you 30 minutes on Trent Dilfer, bro. Oh, you, said, you said you want to talk. I'm going to let you loose. <laughs> but let me close. Let me close things with this. Make it not strange <coughs> that the narratives surrounding one Justice Scott are coming back to what somebody has been saying from the jump. Mm-hmm. You see, I tried to tell him. Everybody was getting super excited, changing crystal balls, doing all this talking. I kind of told you who the final two in the middle of the ring would be. Mm. Tell them. And people, you know, panic about official visits and this and that. Yeah. Listen, when you when you come into this place, the Lucky Lefty Podcast, this is what you call the source. It, dude, it's not even about it's the source. It's not even about I've said it before, and I said it because I want to make sure that people understand 
the integrity that this young man is operating with. This young man purposely was aware of certain things that went down Ohio State ain't Ohio State. Come on, man. Whoever just, whoever just threw that Ohio State thing, man. I let me stay on topic. I've constantly said anytime a young man in his recruitment is aware of what previously happened and how things went down and says to himself, I do not want my recruitment with this particular university to go like this uh. and takes it upon himself to contact that university, have a conversation and say, hey, my intentions were to commit, but I want to make sure. People are looking at official, but I'm dealing with a young man that is in, in everything he does. The foundation is integrity, man. I don't need to go on no official visit. I've looked him in his face four to five times. That's right. I've heard him talk about Notre Dame. So what he hasn't been on an official visit? How many times does this man have to look me in my face and say Notre Dame is at the top? What about the official visits? Notre Dame is at the top. He leaves Georgia. Notre Dame is at the top. Ultimately, that young man and his family will make a decision. Yeah, but I think you said it right. I think you framed it in the way it should be framed, you know, talking about the character of the kid, talking about how, you know, the things that have been attracted most of these other kids, these five stars are not, this is not the same guy we're dealing with that are the commits that are frivolously going to the Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. He's got something bigger in mind. Remember all of the <clears throat> ridiculous Notre Dame fans that were in our chat He's an NIL kid. That's all he cares about. Where they at now? Where they at? Where they at? Now, all this Miami news is fading. Where are they at? The Georgia news is fading. Where are they at? That's all he that's all he talked about in Georgia. They they probably ran they probably ran out of things to talk about if they couldn't seal him right then and there. There's oh should NIL, that's not that big. Oh, well, I mean. We're still Georgia. We're still Miami, I guess. You know, he's like, man, y'all can't even offer nothing better than that. 
it for me, it wasn't about the recruitment. I was I was protecting what I knew was a real young man handling the situation the way it should be handled. Period. Regardless of the decision he makes, he's handling the recruiting situation the way it should be handled. Man, this recruiting world is so jaded, man, that I don't think, I don't even think people believe young men and women. Just, man, what did they say? What did they say? What did they say? Well, this doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. What did they say? What did they say? And not one time has Notre Dame ever left the top of his thoughts. Not one time. And even when he changed his commitment date, he told you, Notre Dame, they don't have to do anything. Yeah, he said, Notre Dame, I do, yeah. He flat out told me in St. Ignatius College Prep Gym, Notre Dame doesn't have to do anything. I already know. I already know. I already know what Notre Dame is. This is what he said to me face to face. I already know what I got right there. How many times you got to visit a campus, bro? How many? Before he got the offer. Remember when someone said Georgia was his dream school? Remember that? Remember that narrative came up? Georgia was his dream school. Cap. Yeah. Cap. Cap. Georgia's a dream school for people in the in, in the current few years. Yeah. But that's that's a that's a that's like a trend. That's like the uh what do you call them things? The uh the buckles. What's them the big horseshoe buckles? What's some things called? I can't even think of them right now. It, it, it's so crazy, left because the young man was so anxious to get the Notre Dame offer, was waiting on the Notre Dame offer. To the point where I had to tell him, like, it, hey, it, hey, it's gonna come. Like, like it's coming. He also, the very first time that I spoke with him, was very open about how impressed he was with Michigan and that Michigan was his leader before Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman really turned up the heat. Mm. Mm. So when you hear all of this news this weekend, like, oh, it seems like it's down to Michigan and Notre Dame, I just laugh. I laugh. That's right. I laugh. That's right. Once again, you have a young man 
unsolicited, unsolicited, now unsolicited, literally told me everything that was going on in his head with his recruitment. Yep. I asked him about Michigan. This dude broke down how he loves the campus, how he loves how they check in on the players in class, the accountability points that they keep. He's telling me about everything that makes him love Michigan. I'm like, dude, I just asked you, man, what's going on? That's right. That's all I asked. That's all I asked. And the transparency, the integrity, the way he's handled things, the way the people around him have handled things, his coaches, uh, people connected to St. Ignatius, his parents. Look, man, the only thing that's angered me is when people try to attach this NIL stuff to him, man. And I've constantly said he's not that dude. I've constantly said he's not that kid. He's not that kid. Now, he told me. I said, yo, is NIL going to be a conversation? He said, oh, yeah, it's going to be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't sit back like, oh, no, man, I'm not worried. No, he's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a conversation. And, you know, I think Notre Dame can accommodate <clears throat> uh, uh, some of that. You know, I don't think we just ain't giving up nothing, you know, but we we may not be dropping off the, 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 the big duffels. But we might get a, we got a little envelope, you know, sitting in, in a little, little heavy envelope, but still an envelope. It ain't a duffel, you know, it ain't two hands walking out there like you just robbed a bank. But you leave with something. They'll be like, here, slip this in your jacket. Bro. Hey, bro. Slip this, slip this one, of, one of these. My whole thing <laughs> is that covering this young man has actually been refreshing. It's been refreshing. That's right. To see somebody handle, think about another program. Like, yo, man, I already know how such and so or such and so went with Notre Dame. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do it, no. Let me handle this this way. Right? It just is what it is, man. It is what it is. And regardless of what he picks, yeah, he's going to right way. It's been He's handled it the right way, man. Y'all can miss me with all that NIL stuff and this is going to come down to who can do the best job in the end. And I tweeted out I tweeted out in the month of June it's mildly important. You can go find it on my Twitter page. I said he is paying attention to the recruiting classes. He's paying attention to the defensive players Michigan is signing. He's paying attention to the defensive players that Notre Dame is signing. He's paying attention. So getting a Kingston in the class, getting some of the other players that Notre Dame has been able to get in the class is vitally important. Because most great players want to play with other great players. 
That's it, man. That's it. And I understand. Look, I understand the angst from a recruiting standpoint of Notre Dame losing out on five stars. And, you know, but I've just come to realize, man, that recruiting is so jaded. And you got parents involved, the NIL. And it, it's just refreshing to have a kid just say, yo, Left, you don't understand, bro. Yeah. Left. And I, I'm gonna end it with this. This is how pure, this is how pure covering him has been, Left. Yeah. I didn't call the school. I didn't call the school. I didn't call his coach. I showed up at his basketball game. Waited. He walked out. I said, Justin, what's up? That was it. 30 minutes later, I'm like, okay. Okay. Next time I show up, same thing. Justin, what's up? And he gave me 30 minutes. And I let him, I let him go every time. I let him go. Like, you know what? Go, man, go kick it. Hey man. Notre Dame fans, enjoy. Should be a heck of, heck of a run to the to the finish line. Should be a heck of a run. It'll be a more peaceful run than last year's run to the finish line with more unknowns and the, the wild twists and turns they took. Plus, he was getting undermined the whole time before that. So now we get a chance to see what he looks like with, with people on his side. He ain't got to look over his shoulder and be like, man, are they going to let me get this off? What? <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. When we come back, I'm going to let left, left off the leash for a little bit. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. <laughs> Don't you go crazy.